All right, here we are. This is Robert and Brady. We just finished the first episode of season two of Healthy Voices Radio. We are so excited. We just spoke with Tiffany Caros about her life with epilepsy. Brady, what was your uh, what was your thought? I tell you what, Tiffany is such a gem. She was so authentic, um, and the way that she allows herself to be so vulnerable and and share her story. Um, we got to talk about everything from the causes of of epilepsy. To you know, to to what it's like to live with epilepsy, some of the challenges she faces, um, everywhere from intimacy and public stigma, and she the way she educates about these topics was is so moving. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I love the conversation she had uh, with us and how she talked about the important role of her husband being a caregiver. And she's just so sweet. It's definitely an episode you guys want to check out. So go ahead and listen. Here it comes. Listen to uh, Tiffany Karras and Life with Epilepsy. You are listening to Healthy Voices Radio, where you will hear podcasts featuring stories from our Healthy Voices family, hosted by amazing advocates, interviewing amazing advocates. Now, here's your Healthy Voices Radio host talking all things health-related, Robert Brining and Brady Dale Morris. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of Healthy Voices Radio. I am one of your co-hosts, Brady Morris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Healthy Voices Radio is produced and sponsored by Jansen, the founder of Healthy Voices, a groundbreaking leadership conference created exclusively to empower online health advocates. For more information on Healthy Voices, please visit HealthyVoices.com and follow us at Healthy Voices on Twitter and Instagram for updates on this podcast, as well as Twitter chats, webinars, and the 2020 conference, and so much more. Now, before we bring on our guest today, we do have a few disclaimers, some um, housekeeping to do. First off, if you need any medical advice or have questions about your treatment or condition, we urge you to speak with your doctor as we cannot provide medical advice. Also, as a reminder, for regulatory guidelines, we are not permitted to discuss any medications or products during today's episode, so we will not be talking about any of those. Also, any information posted um, will be shared in a public capacity. So do not share any um, information that is personal or confidential or that you do not want anyone else to know. Also, do not share or post any information um, about another person. And last but not least, Jansen paid Robert and I to host and produce this podcast episode and series. All thoughts expressed here are our own. And with that said, let's bring on my co-host, Robert Brining. Hey, Brady. I am so excited to be back for Healthy Voices Season 2. This is amazing. I remember sitting in that, you know, hotel room in, in Chicago having conversations and, and this idea just coming up to life. And here we are, Season 2, starting it off with an amazing guest. And awesome. And we had a great summer. You know, this summer we got to do a lot of we great did. things. So I'm excited to be back. And we'll be sharing more of that throughout the, the season of what we were able to do this summer. But I'm just excited to be here in this space. And, you know, it's Healthy Voices healthy voices season before you know it march is going to be here and you're going to be you know wanting to attend the conference and go to dallas so i'm stoked to be back on the air with you of all people (laughs) exactly um normally we don't get to see each other very often but as you said you and i have been having have had a very busy summer and um we've actually been in the same state (laughs) more often this year than than in any of the time that since i've known you which has just been fantastic 
but I am so excited about our guest today, Robert. Um, you and I both have met Tiffany um, and spent time with Tiffany at Healthy Voices Conference, uh, both in Chicago and this year in Dallas. Um, so why don't you tell us um, a little bit more about Tiffany? Yes, yes, yes. Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Caros, we met, uh, I met a few times at the Healthy Voices that we attended, and I believe both years you uh, had the pleasure of meeting her and, of course, her husband, uh, Chris. So Tiffany Caros is the founder of the Epilepsy Network, or TEN. Uh, she is a blogger and advocate with over eight years' experience. Having lived with epilepsy for over 10 years, Tiffany is on a journey to share her story and help all who have been impacted by epilepsy find their voice and bring out education and awareness for all. Uh, she can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tiffany Caros. That's Tiffany with two F's and Caros, K A I R O S. Please help me welcome Tiffany to the show. Welcome, Tiffany. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, doing well. You're <laughs> yeah, it's so, so Tiffany, great to be here, guys. Yes, it's so great to have you on and to kick the season off with you. You know, we really connected with you over. I, I know I, I I have over the all three that I've been to, and I know Brady, you know, has has talked about you very highly and and the work that you do. And we're super stoked to start the season off with you. Oh, I'm really glad to be here. Well, we're super excited to have you here. So first I want to kind of give our listeners a little bit of a, a education piece here. Um, can you tell people what exactly epilepsy is? Yeah, sure. Um, epilepsy is a neurological condition, also known as a seizure disorder. Uh, seizures happen when clusters of nerve cells in the brain signal or excuse me, signal abnormally, which may briefly alter a person's condi- or, uh, consciousness, movements, or actions. Uh, seizures can last anywhere from a few seconds to several minutes. Wow. And Tiffany, am I am I correct in in, in, in reading that like sixty to seventy percent of of all seizures, the cases and the, and the reasons behind those are unknown, right? That's right. Yes. That's um, crazy. Um, what are some known, What are some known causes and and all for for seizures? Um, some known causes could be uh, head trauma, stroke, uh, low oxygen during birth, brain tumors. Um, even developmental disorders such as autism. Hmm. Gotcha. And then also, too, um, I know that one thing that I like to do on these podcasts is kind of show how a lot of conditions are kind of interconnected. Um, me being a diabetic, I know that diabetes um, and my body not being able to regulate glucose properly is also a possible indicator or, or can lead to seizures as well. That is another one, yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, well, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your about how epilepsy became part of your life. Uh, when did you first experience your first first uh, seizure? Well, I was sixteen when I had my first seizure. Um, it was a grand mal seizure. Uh, it was a very scary time because I had never had seizure before. Um, 
it was something new to me. There was uh, no indication, no warning. Um, I had just gone to bed, and my sister and I share a room at that time. So um, when that happened, it definitely frightened her. (laughs) Right, absolutely. And as the paramedics took me down, um, they had asked me, if I had taken any uh, drugs at that time. And, of course, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can't speak, um, and I don't take any drugs, you know, so (laughs) um, what am I supposed to say to that? Um, But, uh, yeah, they placed me on medication for a year, which controlled my seizures, and I had no other seizures after that until you were um am i correct at the age of 22 when Mm -hmm. seizures became a a regular or persistent part of your life yeah uh six years later at 22 i had my second seizure um i happened to be driving my car um to go and purchase birthday and christmas presents And uh, at that time, I was only married for four months, um, and everything seemed completely normal during the drive, but my vision slowly began to fade out, and my limbs were weakening while I was driving, and I could see the brake, and I tried to reach my foot to press the brake, but I blacked out. And when I woke up, I found myself in an ambulance, and the paramedics told me that I was in a car accident. And I'd driven through two front yards, through a fence, and I hit a tree. Thankfully, I'd only suffered a flash. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then it was after that that I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Gotcha. Oh, wow. So one of the things you mentioned yeah. is that you said you had a, a, a grand mal seizure. What exactly is that? Uh, a grand mal seizure is when your body, uh, your limbs start to shake. Uh, Sometimes, you know, most of the time you uh, lose consciousness, you um, collapse, and you uh you pretty, you pretty much uh, lose consciousness uh, anywhere between um, oh I'd say about a minute or two, and then mm-hmm. you regain consciousness. And uh, for some people, you know, uh, they need rest to you know kind of uh, bounce back because it it is a traumatic situation when your you know brain is kind of um, going through that process. Absolutely, I can imagine, yeah. you know, I was, I was going through uh, your blog uh, earlier today and reading some of your posts. And one of the ones that really, uh, you know, kind of stuck out with me was uh, the one where you talked about having epilepsy in public and how that kind of can really affect somebody who is living with uh, this condition. Can you talk a little bit about um, how that is for you? Because you talk about some key points of, 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 uh, of when you're in public to have, uh, you know, certain things to, to, for somebody who is, uh, I guess, traveling with epilepsy. Sure. You know, um, when I go out in public, I, you know, typically 
don't like to go alone um, because I can't ever predict when I'm going to have a seizure. Um, I have I have two different types of seizures. I have the grand mal seizures, and I have what is known as the complex partial seizures. And the complex partial seizures are the types where um, I will lose vision in my right eye, which lasts about five to ten seconds. Um, on a good day, I will have uh, like five or five to ten of them. And on a bad day, a I can day? have like on a good day. Uh, on a good day. <laughs> And on a bad day, I could have uh, 10 to 20 or more. And um, wow. some, sometimes I can speak. Sometimes I can uh, still speak, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's really rough. It's really rough. But, I mean, I can't see through my right eye. Hmm. And Tiffany, I also read on your blog too. Um, don't you also experience? Um, and this was something that blew my mind, and I had something that would have never crossed my mind. But being a woman, you also experience seizures brought on from your menstruation cycle as well, correct? I do. Yes, I do. Mhm. So, is, so what? Like, what other like can seizures also be brought on? Like, if someone just has like a cold or the flu or or things like that, or yeah, sometimes um, you can experience seizures um, during the cold, the cold and flu season. If you're uh, having a high temperature, like a, you know, um, yeah, an extremely high temperature, um, that can provoke a seizure. Well, is there anything in particular, um, other than say, you know, administration, but are there other triggers, I guess, would be an accurate word to bring on seizures for you? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, stress is one of them for me um, and for a lot of people, of course. Um, caffeinated beverages and foods is mm. another one. Um, sleep deprivation. I need a good amount of rest uh, if I, you know, uh, strain myself and don't get good rest. That puts pressure on me and can provoke a seizure for me. So I can't stay up late night hours like I used to. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, I think that's getting to be all of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Getting old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tiffany, I used to, um, at my old job, I used to work with two young ladies who, um, who lived with epilepsy. And one of the things that, was an issue for them was a flashing light. Is that something that is, oh, a, yeah. is, is a trigger for you? Because like the fire alarm would go off and we would have uh, like drills and stuff and they would have to like uh -huh. literally put a towel over their head to cover their face because it was so intense when we walked them out mm -hmm. of the building. I mean, is that how it is for you too? Yeah, that's a photosensitive epilepsy. It's interesting because, um, in the earlier years of my uh, epilepsy, uh, that used to be a problem for me. And as the years went on, um, it lessened for me a little bit. But um, I won't take the risk just in case. 
So in those types of situations, I'll keep my head down to the ground or, you know, cover my eyes just in case. Because it's just not worth the risk. (laughs) Yeah, one of the things that I remember the girl saying, because they were younger, they were, you know, younger ladies. uh, Like, I want to say some of them were teenage. One was a teenager and one was in her early 20s. And, you know, social media is a big thing with uh, this generation. And, you know, they talked about the videos that would automatically start. Um, when you would go on like Instagram or, or Facebook and how that would oh, kind of yeah. sometimes, depending on what the video was, it could be a real trigger for them. So, you know, that they were excited when Facebook finally put that auto start, I guess, that to take that off. So that doesn't trigger anybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you'll see that in a lot of music videos, movies, uh, concerts. Um, for mm, goodness yeah. sakes, I wish police, the police and <laughs> ambulances <laughs> would uh, consider that. And you know what's funny is that they are the ones that are there to help you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Tiffany, um, and something that, that is, is coming to light in, in just a short time that we've, already, that we've been talking today is, and I think it's important for our, our listeners to understand, that when someone is living with epilepsy, even though that they may have some known trigger, things change throughout, throughout your, your your journey, mm-hmm. how something triggered it before, um, it could it could eventually become to a point to where it no longer triggers a seizure, but then at the same time, things that have never triggered a seizure can out of the blue for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you, let me ask you then from just a personal uh, or just from a, a human standpoint, how do you get the strength to to face that every single day? We, you know what? Um, the bottom line is, is that I, I'm only human. Um, I have good days and I have bad days. Um, I have days where I just, I feel low and I feel, you know, really crappy and sad sometimes. But I have to realize, like, I can stay here. I can stay in that spot and just let the world just pass me by. Or I can just suck okay. it up and just look at all my blessings and count my count my blessings and look at all the wonderful things that I have going on in my life, you know, despite right. all the, you know, situations that are right here, right now, you know. Uh, which one do I want to look at? Which one do I want to, you know, you know, focus on? That is that is such a great attitude and and something that we could all all take away from from this conversation is is it, it all depends on how you look at it um, and how you choose to look at it and you said that you look at your blessings um, one of those that I would like to talk about is your husband Chris yes oh my gosh he is the biggest blessing that I have in my life. Well, so from what I um from what I have understood, um, you and Chris, y'all dated y'all dated for a long time, and then just it was four months after your your marriage or after your wedding that <laughs> you were you, you yeah. diagnosed. Oh my gosh! Right off what the bat, I mean, yeah, right off the bat, four months after we got married, uh, that was like um a wedding present from life. <laughs> <laughs> Life can be, right. life can be ironic like that. It's, right, it's, yeah. Let's play those tough games off for us, yes. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Then that immediately, though, um, you know, in a day and age when people are so quick to give up on things, I think it's so admirable that Chris immediately said that he was sticking by your side and um, helps play the role of caregiver for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I told him I said you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset I, you know with him if you know he wanted to leave and find somebody that you know wasn't um, sick or had a chronic illness and he said no you know I'm gonna stay right here with you we're gonna do this together we're gonna get through this together and I was just taken aback like wow you know. Wow, what a blessing. <laughs> well, that's what love is, right? A commitment. And actually reading his post on your blog, um, Secondary Epilepsy, I was really moved by his words. And I thought it was cute that no matter what the situation was, it was he loves you and love always conquers all. And I think that's, that's like, like, like Brady said, it's admirable. How important yeah. is oh a God. how important is as a caregiver, and how important is like your tribe and your family to you, to or a to caregiver, anyone with epilepsy? Yeah, yeah. You know what? A caregiver is medicinal in the journey. It is it is medicine. It really is. Right. Um, <laughs> to have somebody, to have anybody or many people with you, right there to be your cheerleader is um is so therapeutic it helps so much it keeps you going it keeps you standing um i you know i i don't know i mean i probably would be you know uh strong but i wouldn't be as strong had i not had the support that i do right now that's awesome that's awesome so um how important is faith in 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 your in your life you know, um, honestly, I'll tell you what, um, God comes first in my life in all that I do. Um, everything that I do, I, God has been so good to me, to my family, to us as a whole, my, you know, my family and I, Chris and I, I don't know what, what we would have done had we would have, uh, not included him in this journey. I mean, uh, just the fact that, you know, because of all of the, all of the uh, troubles and the trials that we went through, um, without him, we wouldn't be where we are right now, you know? Right. But I think that's very important, Tiffany, because we, um, and Robert and I, a lot of our, on our podcast, we talk a lot about, you know our our mental, our physical, and our emotional health, but but spiritual spirituality is is a part of of us as human beings, and in any way that you feel that feel that's part of your life, um, whether it be religion or, or your spiritual self, um, it is a it is a a pillar, one of the corners that that we need as a human being, and and mm-hmm. I love and the time that I've spent with you and the time that I've been around you. Um, one thing that I do love about you is that is that you're very very strong in your faith and 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 speak on it and, and talk about how important that is and and getting you through day to day. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I don't like to I don't I don't like to keep that 
uh, you know, covered away. I want people to know that he's the, you know, forefront of my life. Yep, right. That is amazing. That is amazing. Um, Tiffany, real quick, I want to talk about, um, you know, we were talking about your caregiver. Can you explain to our audience just the importance of, you said it was medicinal, but but for someone who who has seizures and they are literally incapacitated, um, you know, for short times, periods of time, the importance of having that person with you, like you said, pretty much at all times. Oh, definitely. You know, having that caregiver with you at all times, it's important because uh, should anything happen to you and you're unable, as a person with epilepsy, you're unable to uh, tell somebody uh, what to do or who to call, you have somebody there to explain to other people what to do if it's a serious situation or, you know, um, you need help to help that person um, make sure they're safe and protected. Right. Yeah. And cause like, like some things that, that I picked up on from your blog that, that I hadn't even, you know, really considered another was like, you know, we take for granted if I need, if I go to make, want to make cereal in the morning and I go to grab milk and I notice that I'm out you know, I just hop in my car real quick and run to the grocery store to grab some milk. But as someone living with epilepsy, that's something you, you can't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also have the opportunity in those moments to offer education, which is a great uh, little uh, gift as well. Mm. That's, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts that... I'm sorry, Brady. That's one of the, the things that I loved about that one post about being in public and, you know, when you have a seizure in public and you said, you know, sometimes you'll be coming out of it and there'll be people walking by not helping you or people standing over you who are helping you. But once you get to that point where you are, you know, back to being Tiffany, you, you use that moment to teach the person what exactly was going on. And I think that is awesome. And I mean, to use those moments when we're so vulnerable, we're, we're so, you know, vulnerable, you know, and to use it as a, a source of strength to teach somebody else about what the situation was is to me is amazing, which, you know, speaks mm-hmm. volumes to your activism. Right. Right. So one of the things I want to kind of move into, uh, move into something a little bit more serious is I, I kind of want to talk about, since you talk about it on your blog, I thought it was a, a conversation we could bring up is what is epilepsy and intimacy like? Oh, Yeah. Um, you know, with the medicine, sometimes we don't even realize it. Um, it can really be something that sneaks up on you. <laughs> like, um, with the medication, with any medication, really, it can really affect your emotions and your hormones. And, right. um, Again, like I said, you don't even know. It can just sneak up on you, and it can make you feel, start to make you feel depressed or just lethargic or just make you feel unlike yourself anymore. It makes you feel dull. And Mm. um, I started to feel that way a little bit, you know. I started to feel... 
nothing. You know, I started to feel, you know, blank and dull and I couldn't figure out why, you know, and I started to keep that in my pocket, so to speak. Um, right. Because I couldn't, mm. I couldn't explain it. <laughs> I didn't know. How do you put that into words? How do you put that into words? You know, um, and uh, I didn't want to make my spouse feel bad. You know, I, you know, I didn't want, I, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you can't explain something that right. you, know, you can't make, make sense of in your own mind? Um, and right. when it and finally makes, comes to a head, you got to just be like, look something's going on here. I don't know what the heck it is, but I just can't take it anymore. I'm going to explode. <laughs> right. And typically, and you make up, make up a great, or bring up a great point. It's, you know, accepting along all of our conditions, um, regardless of what they may be. But a lot of times, some of the, the treatments for um, our conditions do have an impact on our, on our sex drive and, and intimacy. Um, but then also too, just the condition itself um, can make us at times fatigued and 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 not wanting to to be connected. Um, I'm I'm really curious how and this is something I thought was so beautiful that I've read about in your blog as well. You know how you and Chris separate since he does take on so many roles for you. How do you separate those? You know from from caregiver to lover to husband to to best friend. How do y'all how do y'all keep those those different roles? <laughs> That's so funny because <laughs> you know <laughs> we are just uh, the the silliest all of those we always have been you know we're we're best friends um, you know soulmates um, and he takes the greatest care of me I mean it just comes naturally you know it just comes naturally. I think, you know, I found my, you know, other puzzle piece, just, you know, I was blessed. Right. I was totally blessed. So just, you know, I, well, there's really. To, yeah, anyone, anyone who spends any time around the two of you together can just tell that you were just like two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the exact words he, I would use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have fun just, you know, uh, goofing off and just, you know, we we just love each other so much that we're inseparable. And, you know, he just knows me so well, I think probably more than I know myself. <laughs> um, well, Tiffany, I'm curious to kind of transition a little bit. Um, does, and, I, and this just popped in my head, does exercising or any kind of like physical activity, or, does that help with 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 epilepsy or, or does it different for every person? It you know, I can't speak for other people. Right. Um, but I know for me that it's therapeutic for me and it makes me feel very um it makes me feel very uh just <laughs> happy to be able to feel accomplished, you know, that I can get out and do something, you know, to overcome my epilepsy. So, yes, I love to exercise. I exercise all the time. I go to the gym all the time. I walk um, just to keep my body healthy, my mind healthy. Um, 
It's something that's a so, part of my life. So it sounds like exercising is part of your, your self-care routine. Um, oh, what other yeah. things do you do to, to help rejuvenate yourself? Um, and, and do you kind of consider in your self-care toolkit? Oh, you know, um, I, I'm a bookworm. I love to read. Um, I love what are you to reading read, right uh, now? What are you oh, reading? I, that, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so glad that you read that or uh, mentioned that. Um, I am reading a book uh, that is called, um, let me pull that up as a matter of fact. It See, is I'm the worst called, at remembering titles. Yeah, because I have so many books right now. I am call, or reading a book called, uh, what is it, Gotham Girl Interrupted. My friend oh. gifted it to me. She, she also has epilepsy. Mm. And I am so, so excited that she gave this to me. I have a whole, whole section of books that I keep. And I really, really recommend that everybody get this book. That is awesome. So do you do any other kind of like meditation or or is your meditation just the walking and reading and, and those type things? You know, um, I love art. Um, one of my favorite pieces of art, types of art that I love to do is string art. Do you do you um, paint or, or sketch or anything like that yourself? I I wish I could sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I like right that. on. Kind of therapeutic for me. Oh, really? Yeah, sketching and yeah, like not. drawing for me, it's kind of therapeutic for me to you know kind of let some feelings out. <laughs> oh it's my usually, God. It's usually I also enjoy painting band. too. It usually is he made right. You guys are so um, lucky that you have those skills. I don't know if they're skills. Um, <laughs> they're just, you know, <laughs> you know the what? ability to, to scratch my pencil. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You guys should try string art. String you art? Know, I done that yeah that was actually yeah present. i made i made my family um a couple of years ago i I did our last names and just nailed i put nails in the board and then strung our our last names and that was their christmas gift it was a handmade christmas gift it's, it's They're the best, actually though. it's so calming it really, it really is. is it's so calming you wouldn't believe it hmm well, Tiffany, um, real quick, one thing I want to also talk about real quick, because um, we're we're getting a little short on time here. Um, there's a lot of stigmas and myths um, about epilepsy, and and I would like to talk about some of those about the way things have changed over time. Because when I was a child growing up, my best friend down the road, she also suffered uh, seizures, um, and back then, you know, we had things like. You to grab a wallet and stick a wallet in someone's mouth and things like that, and I don't believe any of those things are are the case anymore. Is that correct? Mm, that's right. Oh yeah, we're right now. I mean, epilepsy stigma still exists, and we're still working on trying to debunk stigmas. 
so what like how what kind of stigmas or where have you faced it you know directly yourself um you know right now uh epilepsy stigmas such as uh some people would think that uh we are violent people that we right. would get violent <laughs> <laughs> Which is not right, and the I've, case. And I've read that. I've, I've, I've actually read that that people like see someone having, like you said earlier, a grand mal seizure and think that the person is being violent, and and so mm-hmm. that's a common misconception. Right, or that you know we may be on drugs. <laughs> right, right. Uh, perhaps you know. It's not a seizure. Maybe we just, um, yeah, have taken drugs over drunk. Right. Right. They don't, yeah. And, that, and yeah. That's, that's sad that people do that. They they automatically go to to something to try to explain the behavior that they're witnessing instead of thinking of it being a medical condition. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. uh, there are stigmas that, you know, you know, all over the world, like in some parts of the world, uh, some believe that uh, epilepsy is um, a form of uh, possession. Right. I, I hadn't even thought about that, but uh, you're right. Uh, yeah. And I can see how that yeah. prevents <laughs> someone from getting care or the proper kind of care that they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And thanks to people like you being so open about it, you are breaking down those stigmas and debunking those myths about epilepsy. And, you know, it's important. What made you want to kind of become an advocate for, for you know, for epilepsy? And and I want to talk about, one, your blog. I want to talk also, before we uh, get done this with you here, I also want to talk about um, the Epilepsy Network. So I want to talk about everything that you've created and, and what it does for you. So Tell me about what made you want to be so vocal, and then I want to know uh, what made you create 10. Oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, um, when I was first diagnosed, um, I I was really scared because I didn't know anybody else with epilepsy. I didn't know anybody else that had seizures. Um, and so I was, you know, looking around, uh, for different organizations, different uh, groups, I hopped on Facebook and uh, wanted to see if there were people that could uh, help me understand um, the condition more. And uh, right. I found a lot of really, really inspirational, nice people that were uh, kind enough to uh, lend their um when there's, you know, advice and um, so on and so forth. And it inspired me to want to help other people and uh, educate other people, also educate those who um, are uh, unaware of the condition, uh, the public and those affected by epilepsy, caregivers, so on and so forth. So I created the Epilepsy Network. Uh, my husband okay. uh, is a is a um, graphic designer, so he helped me design uh, the website and uh, build the Facebook page and all of the other um, social media sites. 
So when people um, come to the website, which is the epilepsynetwork.com, when they go there, what um, what is it that they do? Do they create a profile? Is it something, or is it message boards? Oh, you know, when you hop on to the website, you will find um, all kinds of information about uh, epilepsy, um, seizure triggers, patient assistance, uh epilepsy myths and facts and stati- uh, statistics, and we even have an online store. So you can buy uh, teas and wristbands. Nice. You know, it's funny because your, 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 story, your story into advocacy kind of, uh, kind of mirrored some of mine because, you know, when I was newly diagnosed, I was looking for help and connection and meeting people and finding out, you know, the ins and outs of living with HIV and, you know, and I created a, a website for that, you know what I mean? To bring people together to share information and, and, and personal stories. And that's exactly, you know, one of the main points of, of, of the epilepsy network. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then Tiffany, tell us real quick, what's the difference between, you also had the website, uh, TiffanyKaros.com, which is T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-K-A-I-R-O-S.com which is your, the epilepsy journey, which is really kind of more of your blog, right? Yes, that's my blog. All right, so how, what is the difference? Um, you know, can you kind of give us the comparison of the differences between that, that work, the, the two different aspects of your work, of your advocacy work there? Oh, sure. So the epilepsy journey, my blog, um, really brings you in, uh, takes you along my journey of living with epilepsy, and also uh, gives you um, some uh, insight, advice, some uh, motivation um, along your journey. Help you so awesome. along your journey. <laughs> that is so awesome. Well, I also saw you want um, one. I know one of the partners with Jansen with Healthy Voices is WeGo. Um, you are actually a recipient of a WeGo Health Award, correct? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, 2016 Best in Show. Yes. Best in Show Twitter. That is awesome. <laughs> congrats, congrats on that. That is amazing. That is awesome. Um, Tiffany, tell me, what has probably been your, your favorite moment um, in your advocacy journey? Oh, you know what? Just being able to... Uh, just conversate with the people, helping people, just um, speaking with people all over the world, you know, uh, caregivers, patients, the public, um, just hearing how much of a difference is being made. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I'm kind of curious. I saw it um, on your blog. You actually wrote a letter, um, and I can. Um, it was for a famous Hollywood star's daughter who also um, has epilepsy, and he apparently spoke out. And so you wrote a letter to him. Do you ever hear any anything back from, or talk to, or converse with any, like I guess Hollywood other type people, or do you ever get any responses like that on your blog? Um, so far I haven't received any 
respond um, from any letters that I've written on my blog, but that doesn't stop me from pushing forward and, you know, trying, you know, I won't, you know, I won't put a stop to trying, you know. Absolutely. That's what we do. Right. That's funny. You know, one of the things, um, one of the things you mentioned on your blog uh, was about the importance of celebrities, um, you know, coming out and speaking about their health conditions. I know, you know, for somebody living with HIV, when they come out, and they, uh, you know, uh, come out and, and, and provide a, a, a space and, and to be a voice for us. It's something that's very impactful. Is that the same way for the epilepsy community? And are there any famous celebrities that you remember that mentioning it and it having an impact on you? Oh, you know what? Um, there have been a couple of uh, different celebrities that have made an impact with me for sure. Um, for instance, um, you know, I I think you know. For instance, I, I was Alex Trebek, who recently mm. just got uh, oh, diagnosed wow. with his, you know, and you know what? He continues to keep on going. I I have that blog up if you notice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with yeah, he is amazing. Uh, regardless Are of there- his condition. He won't, right. and, you know, he continues on going. Hmm. Right. Just like that show. <laughs> but yeah. are, there any, uh, no, are there any celebrities yeah. that you are aware of that, um, you know, are open about living with epilepsy that are, you know, advocates within your community? Um, you know, uh, let's, let me see here. You know, my friend Natalie Beavers. Okay. She has okay. angels of epilepsy the organization Angels of Epilepsy. Gotcha. Okay. She is so inspiring to me. She is a great friend. Very cool. And, yeah, her and I, yeah, she and I, we are great friends, and I am just amazed by all of the work that she is doing right now. And, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So do you have any um, final word? Well, first of all, are you excited about Healthy Voices? I mean, it's the stuff, you know, it's already going out there. They're accepting speaker applications. I think that ends shortly. Um, but are you excited to, to apply and to, to, you know, to be at Healthy Voices? I want to hear, tell me about Healthy Voices, your experience there at the, the conference. We have a couple more minutes. I just want to tell me what your Healthy Voices experience is. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Healthy Voices is like an extended family. I absolutely. I, when I found out, when I first found out about uh, Healthy Voices, um, I just I was so excited to hop on and apply for this. And when I got to go, I was just so I was in tears coming home, happy tears and sad tears mm-hmm. that I had to go or had to leave. But happy tears because I just I had never experienced anything like that before. Right. And yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like an extended family getting to meet everybody and hear their journeys, and you know, um, just being together as one, like a one tribe. Right. Yeah. Across conditions. Across conditions is what makes it amazing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, space, that space allows us all to come together and share information and form these bonds that we kind of take away with us and live the rest of the year with. But then we always come back right. every year to Healthy Voices, and that's, it's like a family reunion. It is like a family reunion. It really is. Well, that is so great. Um, it has been such a pleasure talking with you today. Um, like I said, Robert yeah. and I are big, huge fans, and we love everything that you're doing for the epileptic community, um, all your advocacy work and education work, and just being so vulnerable and sharing your life with us. We thank you so, so much. Well, thank you, guys. Anytime. And we will hope talk- you enjoy the rest of your day. And we hope to see you at Healthy oh, Voices. Oh, you too. Yes. Thank you, right, Tiffany. Thank you, Bye-bye. Tiffany. And for more information on tonight's guest, you can go to uh, TiffanyKaros.com or you can go to uh, the EpilepsyNetwork.com and check out all the information there. I am stoked. It was such a great show. I'm so excited for season two. We have a great lineup coming up. I mean, I'm super, super excited. Yes. Um, everyone, you just need to stick around. There is a lot of great stuff coming up this season. Um, we're keeping our, our guest list a little hush-hush right now at the moment, but you are going to be um, as excited as, as as Robert and I were about about um, everyone that we're going to be speaking with this season. Season two is bigger yeah. and better. Yes, bigger and better. All right, so let's uh, say goodbye, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Here